Hello, my angels. How are you doing? Long time no talk. We have so much to catch up on, so much to talk about. I hope you guys are doing well. I'm sorry for the hiatus. You guys know the drill. I don't have to explain it to you. <laughs> you know the drill. You just know the drill. Um, but I hope everybody has been having a great couple weeks since we last spoke. And I hope that you've been enjoying the weather. I feel like it's been getting a little cooler, at least in the northeast it has. I know it hasn't in like Florida or whatever. So if you're listening from there, I'm so sorry. It's still really hot. I'm wearing sweaters. I don't even care. I told you I was, you know, I was, what is it called? Um, protesting summertime heat. I needed the the fall weather and I only wore fall clothes and now it's fall weather. So I can't complain. If you do hear anything in the background, I'm so sorry. It's a rainy day here today. So my house, for some reason, picks up all the cars that drive by my house on the street. It picks up all like that, like that freaking rain on the ground. I don't know why. It's just, I feel like it's just always so much louder when it's raining near my home. So I'm so sorry if you do hear any background noise. It's not intentional, I promise. But yeah, what's going on? Um, It is the last week of September. Can you believe that? But October is my favorite month of the year. It's my birthday. It's my anniversary. It's my husband's birthday. That's it. Um, Yeah, but it's a great month. I love October, but it always flies by because there's just so much that goes on and it's legit every week. Like the 4th is my anniversary. The 20th is my birthday. The 30th is my husband's birthday. We have a bunch of stuff going on in October. We're traveling a bunch. So it'll be very hectic, but worth it. Worth it. October is the best month of the year. You can't tell me wrong. I also want to go up to Vermont. I mean, I'm literally saying, sitting, saying here, oh my God, I'm traveling so much, blah, 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 blah. And I want to travel more. I want to go to Vermont and leaf peep. I've never leaf peeped in Vermont. Last time I've been to Vermont was when I was a child, like at the Ben and Jerry's factory in Stowe. So <laughs> I literally haven't been in forever. And I really, really want to go leaf peep because it is just so beautiful. And I feel like I just need to explore more. I can bring my dogs. It's not like we can't bring them, but I feel like that would be really fun. So I definitely want to do that upcoming. Before we start on this podcast, can we please just talk about this Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift stuff? This is crazy. First of all, I have so many conflicting like thoughts about it. I feel like one scenario could be like they're just friends and they're like profiting off of the PR and like publicity they're getting off this. Second thing is Taylor Swift has dated so many men. She goes through so many men. So <laughs> maybe she's just like building her roster up. And number three could be like they actually really like each other. And this would be like a little fairy tale moment for everybody I guess right I feel like it's kind of like the in high school like the the top of the whatever it's called captain of the football team dating like the theater girl you know what I mean I don't know I feel like it could be really cute but damn I woke up and my entire for you page was all Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift pretty crazy but funny I think it's really funny I also feel like He's, like, never dated a girl like Taylor. Like, I just feel like he usually dates, like, Instagram models. So that would be good for him, I guess. But funny. I wanted to talk about that because that's pretty crazy. 
pretty, pretty crazy. I actually was dying <laughs> at the videos and it was like, please don't be in love with, <laughs> it's like them driving in his car. I'm like, what is going on? These Swifties are wild. They're wild and, but it's so, and then like I was reading some of the comments on some of the videos and it was like, I don't want to get too involved, but like, I think he's our new father. I'm like, oh my God, this is so wild. People get so engulfed in this stuff and it's hilarious. But hey, like the first scenario, like I said, like they could be just, you know, profiting off the PR and just like, they didn't come out and say they're dating or anything. Like there's no pictures of them like holding hands or being, having PDA or anything like that. So like they literally could just be friends and like fucking with everybody. Just like shits and giggles. Like, yeah, you guys thought so funny but yeah that was a hot tea um <laughs> on that i wanted to talk about that because i thought that was just so funny i feel like a lot of stuff have have has been happening like in the celebrity world it's pretty crazy i feel like i have not talked to you guys since i went to new york fashion week i don't think i have that was really fun um new york fashion week's a little hectic it also depends on like what events and shows you go to but the shows are amazing I think the shows are the coolest part only because I love the creative direction of all these shows and just like seeing like style trends and like things come to life is really, really cool to me. I'm a very visual learner, a very visual person. So when I see, you know, the new releases for different lines and the materials they're using for all the new clothing, it just like, to me, it's like, okay, that's going to be a trend. That's going to be one of the new pieces for fall. Like it, I think it's cool. So that's like my favorite part about New York Fashion Week and stuff, but I'm manifesting this next year. I'm going to go to Paris Fashion Week. I need to go. So I'm manifesting it. You guys heard it here. Okay. You guys heard it here first. I'm going to Paris Fashion Week next year. I will be there. It's going on right now. And I'm like, I have so much FOMO just like looking at like, all the amazing shows that are going on there. Oh, so fun. Anyways, um, speaking on that, I feel like this episode, we really should talk about something that I have been reflecting on for the past year, about year. And it is how I've literally changed my life from a high strung, like, everything, stress, all that to a softer life. And you'll understand what I'm saying in a second, but I reflected it's what's, oh, it's almost October, right? January, since January, actually I'm lying since, no, since January, I have totally changed my way of living. I feel like, and it went from everything like very high, not high strong. I think that's the wrong word. Everything very like to the T, you know what I mean? Like when I'm talking about food, for example, like obviously after my wedding, I was a little more lenient, but I still wasn't lenient. And I've talked, I'm, I'm just using this as an example. I'll get into everything after, but in the way that I'm trying to explain it is everything was very planned out. Everything was not go with the flow my life, everything in my life was not like that. Everything was just like pedal to the metal. And now I feel like I am so much more confident in my body, the way I look at myself, my life, just like I feel so much happier over the past year. And that's because of these changes that I've made truly. And I call it a softer life. So I'm going to, I'm going to go through every topic, but I guess one that we have talked about is the toxic people. So I guess we'll just start with that one and then it'll keep making sense as we go through. But I have 
basically removed everything in my life or changed everything in my life to just be more go with the flow. And to be able to live a softer life, as you should say, you have to remove the things that are causing you stress. You know what I mean? And the first thing that I think made the biggest difference in my life was that action of removing people in my life that were toxic to me and that were causing me anxiety, were causing me to feel judged, were causing me to feel just not like myself. And in that instance, it was my dad and it was my dad's family and that side of my life that I felt a lot of judgment. I felt had a lot of toxic behavior that I had dealt with for years. And if you're new here, this is something that I have talked about before. And I am um, very much against toxic people in your life. I'm all about cutting them off. (laughs) I know that might sound mean, but I am. I'm all about cutting off people who don't serve you, cutting off people who make you feel subconscious, cutting off people who make you feel judged, cutting off people who don't treat you with the same respect that you deserve to be treated or that you treat them with. And I feel like when I removed that from my life, I started towards this softer life era in a way, because now I could focus on the good things in my life. And I think it's a lot easier said than done. And like removing a toxic friend is a lot easier than removing a toxic parent. You know what I mean? So I went through that. Mine was extreme. Like my first action of cutting toxic out of my life was my parent, was the person that, you know, was people in my life that I thought were going to be my life forever. So it's very hard to have to do it. I understand that. It's very, very, very hard to have to remove toxic people, but I think because I went to the, not the one to the extreme, but had the act, had to do the extreme of remove a parent versus like starting off by like removing friends. I feel like now if you're toxic, you're, you're cut off. Like I don't even deal with it anymore because I dealt with the highest dose of it in, in someone that was the last person that should treat me like that. And So now it's just a lot easier for me. So I feel like once I healed from that action of having to remove someone in my life that I never thought would have to be removed out of my life, I think that action of cutting off toxic people and realizing who is toxic and who is not toxic came very naturally to me after just because I, you know, had the most extreme force or most extreme um, type of toxic relationship. So that's number one, is the removing the toxic people. And then I'm going to get into eating and working out. Because this is my big, big number two that I feel like has totally made me live my life in a different way. Last year, um, oh my god, no, not last year. Oh my god, it's going to be almost two years ago. This May will be two years ago, so... Wow, May was a... Oh my gosh, I'm thinking of my wedding, but... 2022 yeah may of 2022 is when i got married and that whole year before i got married i was so strict on my dieting i tracked every little thing i ate if i ate a nut it would get tracked like that's how strict i was um with my dieting because i wanted to just be this picture perfect bride and i wanted to feel my best and look my best and in the in the terms or in the process of quote unquote 
getting to looking and feeling my best, I was actually causing myself more stress and I was causing myself more body dysmorphia issues because I was so focused on the way it looked. I was so focused on what I wanted to look on my wedding day that it actually created another toxic cycle of working out and eating. And if you're also new here, I did struggle with an eating disorder when I was younger. So like those habits, I have to be really, really careful with, and I have to be very cognitive of my decisions on what I do with eating and working out because I get obsessed and that's just normal. It's something that will probably always be in my head and probably always will be something that I deal with. And I am a lot better, I will say, especially now because I'm living my softer life. <laughs> but what I'm saying is I was so strict on what I was eating. If I missed a workout, I would feel like shit. I would beat myself up over it. Like it was just awful. Now that I look back at it, it was awful. And so I got married May of 2022. And then after my wedding, I was like, honestly, I want to look even better than my wedding day. Like I just kept going and going and going. And I went till about, I don't know, February of this year, I think is when I started being like, okay, like this is, maybe this is a little too much. And I started, I still was, you know, doing the working, the really strict working out, like da, 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 but my eating started getting a little more lenient maybe around February. Yeah, because all summer after my wedding, like I was even thinner. You know what I mean? Like I was working out. I was, but it's funny because when I look back, I look more inflamed last year than I do now because I was, my cortisol levels were so freaking high from all the stress and all just the pressure I was putting on myself to look a specific way and the eating. Like I would, I don't know. We're going to get into this, but tracking your food, I feel heavily about in two different ways. Like I thought it was, it's such a great tool to be able to have, uh, when you're trying to cut down or bulk up or whatever, but I was way too into it, like way, way too into it. And now like, I don't, I don't track at all now, but now if I do want to track, it's only for my protein because I realized that, you know, my body does better with protein. So back to what I was saying, I was tracking, everything I ate. I was working out like a madman, like heavy lifting, which honestly, girls, it doesn't work like that for everybody. Now that I look back, like heavy, heavy weight for me doesn't work well. It just doesn't. It makes me inflamed. I'm sore for days. Like my body doesn't like it. My body likes more high rep, lower weight body workout. I mean, not body workout. Um, lifting. That's just what it is. Like my body enjoys that. My body does not enjoy heavy lifting. And it's, it's a thing. You need to figure out what works best for you. Not everything is going to work the same way for someone else. And I've talked to a lot of girls, even in the fitness industry that say the same exact thing. I lifted heavy, heavy weights forever for years, for years. And I could never get, you know, to that lean look that I wanted. And then I stopped lifting heavy, heavy weights. And I feel better, but I'm not saying that that's going to work for everybody. Like maybe heavy, heavy weights are really actually going to work out for you better. Like for example, like one of my really good friends, she's a um, fitness influencer and she lifts wicked heavy and she looks amazing, but doesn't mean that it's going to work for me. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's the real 
problem with the fitness industry is all these girls broadcast kind of the same thing in the influencer world or a social media world. And it really doesn't work that way. It really doesn't. It's everyone is different. You got to figure out what works exactly for you. And I think that's why it takes us women so long to figure out what works best for us. Cause we see all of these things on social media. What, you know, you follow one girl, she's lifting wicked heavy. The next girl you follow is doing Pilates and you're like, okay, which one do I do? You cannot follow these women. Like, uh, you cannot follow these women to like figure out what exactly works for you. You're the only one that can do that. So again, back to what I was saying is I, you know, okay, so let's go back. Let's rewind, 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 rewind. Okay. February. I said February, right? So February, I feel like is when I started, um, not tracking as much. I was more intuitive. I was, you know, tracking once in a while, more intuitive, blah, blah, blah. And I started realizing, oh, okay, I, 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 I've been tracking so long. I know what I'm doing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know that I shouldn't be eating this, this, and that. I know that I need a balanced meal. Like, I know, I know these things. So there's no reason for me to be tracking. Once I started doing that, I started tracking less and less and less and less and started really paying attention to how I was feeling. I started listening to my hunger cues. But then in, in February, I got really focused on the protein thing. I was like, I need to eat 160 or 140 grams of protein a day. So then I started tracking that and started really like focusing on my protein, which is good. Like that's good, I guess, like to know that you're eating enough protein. But then I was also forcing myself to eat when I wasn't hungry. That is not okay. That's not what I'm supposed to be doing. So then I'm feeling worse about myself because I'm overeating now. So then I just cold turkey stopped tracking everything. I started listening to my hunger cues and every meal that I eat, I make sure I have a good amount of protein on it and just make sure I'm not eating an unbalanced meal. And that's where I'm at now. Okay. So I, so wait, hold on before I even get in there. I, with this working out. So then I was, you know, I started realizing that I, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't be working out this heavy. Like I don't, I feel inflamed. I don't feel like I should feel for someone who works out five, six days a week, heavy lifting. I feel like I should be, you know, leaner or not as inflamed. Like I'm not eating shit. Like I really don't eat milk. Like I actually don't eat milk. I don't drink milk. Um, I, I really don't eat much lactose except for yogurt and like cottage cheese, which is actually lactose free. Like what am I saying? And cheese. So I really don't sit there and eat like heavy dairy and stuff like that. And I, it just didn't make sense to me. So I'm like, okay, that's when I started Pilates. I started Pilates and I s- realized that I loved it. I loved the way it made my body feel. I loved that my body was less inflamed and I was just incorporating it into my workouts, into my routine. So I was still lifting. Um, I don't remember if I was lifting heavy, heavy or just lifting in general, but I was lifting and I was doing Pilates and I started loving the way I felt. I was doing reformer Pilates at the time. I actually went to club Pilates and I fucking hated it, but I loved um, the a- actual like doing of Pilates. I just didn't like the instructors. I didn't like the way club Pilates was, you know, I don't know, formed. So I did that for a little while. I stuck with it because I was like, whatever I like, you know, I like Pilates, but there's no other Pilates studios near me, blah, blah, blah. So I realized that I really like Pilates. So now I'm incorporating different types of workouts into my routine and I'm feeling good. Like I'm feeling lean, I'm feeling more toned and I loved it. And then we have my surgery. So then I got my breast augmentation and now we're up in May. 
Yep. May 1st. So after that surgery, I could not lift for, uh, six weeks. I could not do anything. Um, I could not do anything for six weeks. And then after six weeks, I could only work out legs. And after three months, uh, it's a long time I could work out upper body. And now I found that that period of time when I was healing is when I really found out what I wanted to do, what I, what worked for me, how I felt because I wasn't lifting and I was somehow feeling better about myself because I wasn't strict. I wasn't being strict myself. I wasn't forcing myself to go to the gym when I was sore. I wasn't forcing myself to in that in this case, I wasn't forcing myself to go to the gym if I felt like my body couldn't take it. I was still healing from a surgery. You know what I mean? So then when I started going back to the gym, I started doing lighter exercises, more movement, walking, walking. I was walking so much and it was really good for my inflammation in um for my surgery, but it also is so good for you in general. And I I don't know, when you're heavy lifting, you're so tired after your workout that you don't want to walk after. (laughs) That's just the fact. And if you are walking, it's not going to be much. But during my healing process, I was walking a lot. And I found myself feeling less inflamed, even though usually I would think, I was so worried. I was so worried that I was going to feel so disgusting and so inflamed because I couldn't work out and blah, 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 right? I was feeling better than I had ever felt about myself. I was not inflamed. I felt leaner. I felt like lighter on my feet. And it was so weird to me because I'm like, this is weird. I haven't not weightlifted, you know, in seven years eight years. And why do I feel better than I do when I'm weightlifting? This is weird. So then I started realizing, okay, maybe heavy lifting is not for me. Maybe heavy lifting isn't what my body enjoys. And then once I was healed, I started just doing, uh, I started doing Pilates again and I actually switched to mat Pilates and which is so much harder and I'm obsessed with it now. So I do Pilates twice a week and then I just light I do legs one day. I do upper body. Actually, I do legs twice a week. I try to do legs twice a week, Pilates twice a week, and I'll do an upper body day once a week. And I've been loving it. I feel so confident and I've never felt this confident in my life. And I will say that even when I was the leanest I could have been, I didn't feel like I feel now. I wear things that I could have never worn before because I would have looked at myself and been like, ew, I don't like it. Now I like, I'm changing up my style and I'm trying new things out, new pieces out. new. Th- I, I love it. I love the way I'm feeling. And it's a really refreshing f- thing to say, to be able to say, especially one that struggles with that kind of mental body image issue. And I will say it's because I started living that softer life. And that softer life in this case is being more lenient with myself, not tracking my food, eating when I'm hungry instead of eating when my app tells me I need to eat and fit, you know, it's just a lot better. And I feel like it has removed that stressful aspect of my life when it comes to my body image, because I'm not living in this high strung like way of training and eating. So that's my number two. My number three is something that not a lot of people can relate to, but it's something that has really changed my life and it's my career. And number one, not number one, number, the number one thing is I left my corporate job 
and my, you guys know this, but I went full-time content creating in January and this kind of relates to number one. Um, it kind of ties into number one, but that toxic energy that I was involved in, in my corporate job was absolutely terrible. It caused me so much stress. It, it was not for me. I've talked about this again. Like if you're again, if you're new here, I've talked about this. It was not for me. I, um, personally, I don't get along well with women who are, um, live their life in jealousy, comparison, that stuff. And it's really hard to find that, not find that in the corporate world, especially in sales. Um, obviously so many people in the corporate world love their careers and there are so many amazing companies and careers that are not like this, but in sales, it's like this. And unfortunately, every person that I've talked to in sales, even if they like their job, they say it's toxic. Like they say the environment's the same because in sales, you need to kind of, um, bring someone down to get to where you want to be. That ain't me. That is not me. I'm for the girls. I, I root for people's successes. Like I want people to succeed, but in sales, it's, it's one position and everyone's trying to get that position. So not for me. Um, but anyways, what I was saying is I was working this job for over two years and three years. And I just felt like everything with that job, every relationship I met, every person I worked with, it just was not a good environment for me. I felt like I was always being judged I felt like I was meeting these people who I thought were my friends who were actually talking shit behind my back, trying to get me, you know, trying to get me in trouble for different things. And, um, that part, once I removed that part, man, did my life change for the better. Did my life change one? Did my perspective change on myself and what I'm capable of change? I... I can't even like explain my gratitude like for you guys and allowing me to be here today um, and be able to do this stuff because you don't understand how much my life has changed. Every single time I talk about this, you know, I get really emotional, but it's true. I wouldn't be here without you guys and my life would not be what it is right now if I didn't take that jump and say, okay, nope, I'm going to do this. I'm going to work for myself. I'm going to you know, like achieve my goals and work for what I want to work for and not be in this job that I hate. And that's causing me stress and causing me anxiety and et cetera. So once I removed that part of my life, a lot of stress went away and you would think more stress would come because now when you work for yourself, it's pretty stressful, but everything works out. I promise you everything works out. But my number four is within my mentality. I think my number four on a way that I started living this softer life was the way I thought about things. And I guess the way I live my life, I think that, um, I went through a lot. I went through a lot in 2022, um, emotionally, physically, um, just a lot of things happened in my life. And I think that it really taught me to let things go. Do not let things like hover over you and make you react in certain ways. Let things make you bitter. Let things affect your relationship and affect the way you live your life because 
everything happens for a reason. I know this. I believe in this. Like to my core, everything happens for a reason. And I think allowing the things that happen in your life to affect how you move on from them or how you do other things in your life is the worst thing that you can ever do. And I think learning from your traumas and your experiences and things that happen to you is such a huge way to just live that aka softer life because it's going to just let you live life without any animosity without any baggage without anything no matter what does happen to you and I feel like when I really started incorporating that and putting my mental place in a good place, my life got so much better and I got so much less stressed and so much happier about specific things. And I think that it's a really important thing to implement into your life. I think it's really, really important to not hold animosity, not hold grudges, not hold things and just kind of forgive and forget, Uh, forgive and not forget. Like with people, like, yes, um, someone could do you wrong. Doesn't mean you have to be their friend, but you need to forgive to be able to move on with your life. And if someone does something to you, like I've had people do things to me that um, I'll never forget, but I will forgive because I'm not going to go on about it. You know what I mean? So I think that 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 way of living is really important and a really influential way to live. So when I started doing that, I feel like that was my realization that I could live that softer life, you know, and feelings and emotions make such a huge impact in the way that you do live your life and the way that you do, um, handle things in your life. And yeah, I feel like it really did change my life when I changed my mentality and got my mind right and got healthy in my mind because I know in 2022 when I was getting married I was not in a good like mental place before I got married so obviously like when I got married I was but like the leading up to my wedding I was mentally like going through it you know going through it so I've come a really long way and I think this year I have really reflected and realized that I have kind of turned into a softer life girly and I'm proud of that proud of that success that I've had with myself and proud of the way that I am living my life today because I do feel like I'm the most confident I've ever been I feel like I am the wisest I've ever been I feel like I love myself more than I've ever loved myself before and I believe in myself and that's a really nice feeling you know And once you remove the stress in your life, you just become happier. And stress can come in so many ways. Stress can come from people, places, things, um, actions. They can come from so much. So these are my four reasons or four ways that I change my life to live a softer life and just be happier as a person today. I've been wanting to make a TikTok about this, but as you can see, like I can talk about it forever because I think it's so important. And I really do think it goes so much deeper than just saying point one, two, three, and four. You know what I mean? So it's hard for me to like shorten it into like a 60 second clip. <laughs> but yeah, I think we should all try to live a softer life. We don't need to be so hard on ourselves. We don't need to be so high strong. We can just be 
better, I guess, right? But I hope that this was helpful to you. I know that a lot of people um, have these feelings and feel these specific ways and it's hard to talk about it. So I hope that this in any way could have helped you um, figure out maybe like what you need to do to live a more soft life. I keep saying that, but that's like the only way to describe it. Um, because we all deserve to just be happy and live life in a good way and in like a less stressful way. Life is way too short to just be stressed all the time. And I still need, a, I still need, even need work when it comes to stress. Like some things about work, like I'll just be so stressed. But one thing that I won't do is follow back in these tracks of my four points that I made because those are some points that really have actually changed my life. And now I feel like my fifth point maybe is that I'm going to work on because I haven't achieved it yet is just, um, I guess maybe not being so hard on myself about work. And I know that that's very, um, a broad statement because like, obviously I want to push myself to achieve the things that I want to push myself on, but maybe, just allow it maybe a little more lenience on myself but who knows if that will happen that's my only flaw here about that (sighs) but yeah i hope this helped um i hope that you resonated with this episode because i think this one means a lot to me and i think that it's um something that can really help others and something that i feel really passionate about when i speak about it But I hope you guys have a great week. I think that's all I have for you today um, because we went a little longer than we usually do. But I hope you have a great week. Um, I'll talk to you next week for sure. It's going to be October. So yay, exciting. I love October. Libra season. Hey, I forgot to almost mention it's Libra season. All my Libra babies rise up. I love Libras. They're the best. I'm a little biased, but they're the best. Um, but yeah, I love you guys so, so much. And thank you so much for always tuning in and listening. And I will chat with you next week. Kill everything that comes your way. Have the best week ever. And I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Soundstripe.